0: Hey, it's Crystal, the Salty Christian. I have another story for you. I call this one being fenced in or being fenced out. The church behind me was an old fashioned building with a tall white steeple, columned porch entry and beautiful green grass side yard, which backed up to my house. The fence was falling apart. As a single mom, I thought maybe they would and, well, really should help me to fix it. My argument and negotiating skills are very reasonable and persuasive. So I called the church office and presented my situation with the promise of a call back. A couple of phone calls from me and years later, the new youth pastor would play ball with the neighbor kids who ended up at my front door door apologetically asking to have their ball back from my yard. I explained my previous request to this new youth pastor at the opportune time and asked him if he would talk to the church leadership about sharing the cost of the fence with me. After all, it is a danger to the kids playing back there. The next weeks came and went. He assured me he passed along the request. I thanked him politely, feeling victim to process and order if I'm honest. By the time my husband arrived in my life, the fence was being held up by the giant weeds I was barely keeping up with. I was so angry with, quote unquote, the way things are, that if I could express it outwardly, I would have demolished that fence by a drop kick. I expressed this with my husband. I expressed this frustration to my husband and having expressed this frustration to my husband who ah, wasn't really too keen on the whole church scene and the anyway, he was so glad to accommodate my wishes and had that fence down within a week of my expressing this frustration. It represented my experience in the church as well, or at least my perception of it, as well as a division between the building being open to preach and gather, while relationship and communication basically stopped there. The boundary lines of office hours, guidelines and programs, titles, board of directors, and let's just say business. I was angry wanting to see God's face in my life and not relenting when it came to the so-called church, which looked more like a museum of good people who had it all together, dressed up on Sunday morning, wearing the tie to ensure the stuff you don't talk about chokes out any potential of a testimony. I digress. Within a month of taking down the fence, enjoying the church's gorgeous gorgeously manicured facility and lawn. I received a letter in the mail advising, quote, "'The church is installing a new privacy fence "'on the property line to replace the old fence. "'If you have any questions, please call the church office.'" Unquote. "'Are you serious? "'I live directly behind you, and you mail me a letter?' The letter hung on my refrigerator for weeks as I stewed and wrestled with the Lord about his church and what he would have me do about this. The Holy Spirit convicted me that I was to enjoy my free new fence. But Lord, I want to tell them off. Is this really just about business to them? Like they had an opportunity to invite me, to build a relationship, to bless a neighbor. Finally, the Lord helped me forgive them and return to a position of gratefulness, having provided even better than my initial request of sharing the expense, and that was my business. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for dealing with your people in your time and dealing with me in my time even better than I requested. Thank you for helping me to let go of control and judgment and for taking up what was important to me. Hey, this is Crystal, the Salty Christian. I'm wanting to share with you a story today about my faith walk and how the Lord began to teach me uh, through my personal life, uh, how he operates and how it's different from the world. So my neighbor burnt my siding having a bonfire and the current tenant told him Uh, that it was okay if he just replaced the siding. I was never informed, and my property management advisor said to me to mail a certified letter to him, stating that my uh, my awareness of the situation and my request for a professional to get involved. Could we just talk to one another? Help me, Lord. I walked over after much contemplation and knocked on the neighbor's door. Now, this was an old issue for him and I had been resolved because, after all, he'd told the tenant that was living there at the time uh, in my home, he told him about it. And they coordinated to go ahead and get it resolved. Now, unbeknownst to me. So, um, knocking on the door. I expressed that I did not know about the situation until the tenant moved out and would be getting bids for the evaluation of damage and uh, to get it professionally repaired. And I invited him, if he had any input, to please let me know. He fumbled around and said he didn't really know. He wasn't sure about it. I left room for him to be defensive without getting angry with him after all he did inform the tenant when it happened i figured that those feelings would be brought up brought up in a kind of way of oh no what why is this coming up again i know that i did wrong but i had resolved it the best that i could and so giving him grace and mercy to have room to work through those emotions um I just walked away understanding his position and sharing with him mine. So by the end of the day he brought me the amount estimated on the very first bid which I had told him I thought it was quite high in my opinion. He stated that he was truly sorry and just wanted to make it right as quickly as possible. There was no certified mail involved. Just a good, old-fashioned, neighborly communication. Praise Jesus. I was actually surprised by the outcome myself. I um, knew professionally what I should do, and I had been advised of such. But in my heart, I didn't feel like that was the way to go, that I knew that my neighbor was genuinely a nice man. I mean, he, he wanted to be a nice guy and um, to, you know, not cause anyone harm. So from that posture, I was able to approach him in a way that allowed him to to show me that. So I'm so glad that I did. And I invite you to give people the benefit of the doubt as well, before jumping to this place of, um, you know, attack, Um, concluding that everyone is wrong and against you. And, you know, that um, even if they are wrong, calling them forward to uh consider their position and um not have to defend themselves to be a safe place thank you so much for listening i left a church of wonderful people on a good note only after the holy spirit dealt with my attitude after years of being a member i arrived this sunday vowing not to return if kaylee and i were not invited but to do something outside of these church walls and formal hours of operation. Back in the car we went. Well, that's it. I disappointingly smiled to the Lord, silently resolved to leave this business-like holy club behind me. As my car hugged the curve, I had a kind, crisp conviction that went like this. And Crystal, who did you invite? The next choice was crucial in my Christian walk and subsequent circumstances. Oh, forgive me, Lord, I repented, whipping a U-turn. I resolved to ask the first person I saw to have lunch with Kaylee and I. As I pulled into the church parking lot, there was the pastor. Oh, no, Lord, really? That was my promise, not his demand. So I pulled up and confessed everything. My resolve not to come back, the Holy Spirit's conviction a block away, my repentance and my promise. So, you see, Pastor, you're the winner. Would you and your wife join us for lunch? I got it all out in about 30 seconds. He graciously responded, let me go ask my wife if I, we have plans, but I think it should be just fine. We had a wonderful lunch at TGI Fridays, sharing and getting to know one another, then another miracle only the lord could orchestrate such an event because of the worldly walk i had entertained yes even though i was born again and playing church i was in the middle of a jury trial where i was accused of fraud in civil court i sure can get tangled up in some messes out here Well, after saying goodbye to the pastor and his wife, Kaylee and I turned from our table to take a potty break before getting back in the car. She was a young girl at that time. And I was not so young, regardless. Anyways, I heard. After saying goodbye to the pastor and his wife, Kaylee and I turned from our table to take a potty break when I heard, Well, hello, Crystal. Who is this young lady? My jaw literally hit the floor as the judge of my jury trial turned his barstool around to greet us. He spoke to my daughter so sweetly and introduced his wife to us. They were seated immediately across from our booth, overhearing, our entire conversation, clearly. I was dumbfounded. I was given a clear verdict by the judge. He had removed me from the fraud charges before deliberation because the jury had no evidence whatsoever, only false accusations from someone's angry position. Due to no evidence, this happened. Oh my goodness. I was so relieved, not only because of the favor and the personal gentleness of this judge and care, but also because I got to share my story. I got to be known and be seen And be shown respect and care and acknowledgement after the fact. Say, my name, who I am, and who I am to others is so important to me that even though I made mistakes and I try to own those mistakes and make things right, that, you know, I really, I really do care if I'm a good person. I don't want to hurt people. So this meant a lot to me. I saw the Lord's sovereignty and personal care of me as a result of casting my cares on him and obeying his soft direction. Psalm 18, one through three says, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, My refuge, my deliverer. God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call out to the Lord who is worthy of my praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. I hope this gives you a perspective of the Lord and the way that He works that shakes you up a little bit. That brings you to not call someone to complain, but to call on the Lord to complain, to bring your cares and your burdens to him, to let him answer you and to be open to what he has to say. If you're supposed to be the change of the thing that frustrates you, have the courage to do it. God bless you and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I truly hope that it blesses you and that you just can't wait to share it with your friends and it blesses them too and on and on. Thank you again. I look forward to uh, our next episode. I plan to post every Thursday. So um, we'll see you then. Take care.